What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 600th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm surprised I didn't go like, uh, can I get a 584? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm your host, Steve. With me is Hannah. I am here. Happy 600th episode. I have listened to far more than I have been here for, but now I'm here. Can't you can't get that time back? I don't want I've it tried. back. <laughs> Greg also here. <laughs> I am here. Look, episode six hundred face reveal. Finally, our faces <laughs> can be seen. <laughs> Whoa. At last, the secret's been revealed. <laughs> Obviously, big big milestone for six hundred. Uh, I've been working on a revamped logo on and off for the last couple months. It's not done, of course. Why would it be done by six hundred? <laughs> Why would it be? Uh, we have a new theme song in the works. Not done because I'm way too picky. Although I figure, I think Nick has really nailed it this time. So it will probably actually be done next week. But at this point, might as well hold the theme song to the logos. <laughs> so, you know, I think a lot of it is, you know, not only did this episode land fairly shortly, fairly shortly after the holidays, but I didn't expect both Pokemon DLCs to be so close together. If only the DLC based on a summer Japanese festival would have came out during the summer. <laughs> if only. <laughs> there would have been more time in between, <laughs> but here we are. So we do have a, a little special 600 segment at the at the end of the episode, but we got a lot of news to get through this week, so... Like always, let's start off with our Pokemon sleep news, which is a brand new island is coming that probably like 5% of players can even access, I would assume at this point. Here's here's the the key. If you cannot access Snowdrop yet, you cannot access this new island. (laughs) If you you just unlock Snowdrop, you also cannot (laughs) unlock this island. Um... It is called Lapis Lakeside, not to conf- be confused with Lapras, uh, and you will need 240 sleep styles needed. And I think for Snowdrop, you need, what, like 200 or something? No, because I only have 179, and no, I have like access to one... Snowdrop. I think it might be 170 or 175. I think it's 170. That's like, what? That's like a 70 Pokemon difference. Yep. That's a lot. They're saying that Dratini, Dragonair, and Dragonite will appear during Drowsy Sleep, Ralts, Curlia, and Gardevoir with Snoozing Sleep, and Stuffle, Beware, and Gallade, my three favorite Pokemon that evolve into each other, with Slumbering Sleep. Uh, Snorlax's favorite berries on this island are the Cherry Berry, the Mago Berry, and the Durian Berry. Uh, Durian, off the top of my head, is the one that like Bulbasaur uses, I think. It's a little grassy one. I think Leafeon also uses it. If you haven't figured out the berry thing in Pokemon Sleep, it's usually based off, like, type. <laughs> like, the grass Pokemon, I'll have a berry. Water Pokemon, I'll have Oran berry, usually. So it took 150 sleep styles to unlock Snowdrop Tundra. So that's a big jump for the new that's one. That's a big jump. 150? Yeah. Don't you need 50 to unlock? All, I, all I'm seeing is... Unlock requirement. Register 150 sleep styles. Okay. I mean, I, 70 I the, sleep I styles is for Top Hollow. 20 sleep styles is for the beach. Yeah. The beach. Walking on the beach. Uh, yeah, I pull all this from Serebii. So 
I'm on, I'm on track to maybe have something that isn't an E or an F this week, possibly. Oh, maybe. Oh yeah, just because have, is it because you've been cheating? No, I, I, the, 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 the cheating the cheating did not pay off last week. It did. It you did. can cheat in different ways. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely can. Wait, how many sleep styles do I have? I, well, I, I, have, I know I have enough for for snowdrop. We'll, we'll we'll pull this up. Okay, so I when I was in Chicago, did we talk about this? I I put my Go plus plus on the like banister or the headboard or whatever, and it yelled at me in the morning and it said you were too still when you were sleeping, so we stopped tracking it. <laughs> so I don't know how people are cheating that way. I think that either you have to leave it on something. I don't want to explain how to cheat in a game, in a Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah, you do. Go for it, because no. you do it. You're admitting that you cheat, cheater cheat. <laughs> no, but I've, I just... I've read people that are like, oh, I struggle. Look, I get, I get why people would, right? Because like what we just said, like uh, beware and stuff will only appear during slumbering. So if you're if you're a person that keeps getting drowsy or snoozing, then you're going to be frustrated that you're not getting beware. You're like, oh, well, if I put it on my bedside table, then I, it will have a deeper sleep. But the one time I did it, because I, I genuinely wanted to see, like, oh, like, how good is this going to make my sleep thing? Then it yelled at me in the morning that was like, we are only counting six hours, not eight hours, because we decided you were too still. Yeah, I think that the trick is to leave it on the still surface for a couple of hours before you go to sleep and then put it on the mattress uh, or mm -hmm. on the other end you have it on the mattress all night and then you put it on a still surface for a couple hours before you press the button to wake it up god why don't you if just I'm... leave the bed it's on a still surface at that point if you just leave it on the bed and you're not in it <laughs> true that too sleep styles I have where do you see a total i see oh, one you, you for click each you click your pokemon icon you go into you go into the menu and then your Pokemon icon in the upper left. I'm a little stable eye. I guess that's another way to do it. Uh, I I have two hundred of four sixty three. I also have two hundred of four sixty three. There were both and I forty one hundred and I have one hundred and seventy nine. I thought it was two thirty. No, two forty. Two forty. Uh, no, it's that is two thirty. Well, then Sarah B is wrong because I copy and pasted. I know how to game freak. I copy and pasted these. <laughs> I am on Pokemon.com, Pokemon News. You can unlock this new thing. <laughs> You'll need at least 230 entries in your sleep sex dial to unlock Lapis Lakeside, according to Pokemon.com. Well, Cerebi.net clearly has a typo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 230. Okay, that's... I mean, thirty new sleep sleep styles. Is, I guess I guess maybe it's so high because they're doing that dragon event next week, so you can get Dratini on. They say that was going to be the beach. I think it's green grass. Oh, is it green grass? It's always isn't green grass. everything on green grass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just everything you just want to go to green grass all the time. Well, if you want new sleep styles, you probably shouldn't be staying on green grass because you're probably getting a lot of like. Yeah, but you'll be getting new more chances at Pokemon that are new that have new sleep styles if you go to Greengrass. For this Dragon Week, yeah, but if you are if you haven't even locked Snowdrop, it's probably because you've been nonstop. I still haven't gotten an Onyx. I want to <laughs> say that it's it's been f like four weeks like on Tapu Hollow. you haven't Hollow. seen one? 
Or you haven't caught one. I haven't seen one. Hmm. Yeah, you'd better you bet that Steve would probably use a master ball on the first <laughs> onyx. What else am I using with my points? <laughs> <laughs> I can only buy like so many bulky biscuits a month before it times me out. I'm like, you can't buy anymore. I mean, like the dragon stuff makes sense because it is year of the dragon. So they're going real, real hard in, into the dragon stuff until probably next month where they forget about it. There's your Pokemon sleep news uh the epilogue is out in scarlet and violet uh it takes like i don't know anywhere between like an hour to an hour and a half depending on how fast or slow you play we're going to talk about it next week because we always have like the one week make sure you get your you know we want to talk about it, but we also don't want to spoil so we do the one week <laughs> then it's on you if you're listening to a pokemon podcast and you haven't done it in a week <laughs> so uh but in order to do that you do need to beat both dlcs uh, which means you have to uh, hear Ed Sheeran one more time at the end of the Indigo Disc. Uh, and then you do have to get the mystery gift. Uh, you can get the mystery gift at any time. You don't need to get the DLC to get the mystery gift. There is no end date as far as this recording of when they will pull the mystery gift. So no worries about that. You should just get it because why wouldn't you get it? Well, next time you boot up your game. Uh, and then in order to start it, uh, you have to talk to the little peach stuffed animal thing next to the old lady in the peach. It's called Peachies, the the store in the yeah. teal mask. It's called Peachies. And she's given, you're getting a mystery gift for a peach. Across from Millennial Nurse Joy. Yeah. Gosh, she's the best. I love her. She's the greatest and they don't use her anywhere else. And why? She needs to be the standard going forward. Yeah, she she is she is by far the best character in that whole series. <laughs> we can talk about her next week. Okay, speaking of good characters in Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet, uh, Iono is being added to Pokemon Masters. So that is added. That, is oh, there? Yeah, is yeah. Sorry, I'm you know I'm reading collab collab with Iono and Bellybolt and Pokemon Masters EX. This was uh, January 11th. This is off Pokemon.com. You've seen Iono in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet video games, and now you get to connect with her on Passio. Iono is gearing up to live stream from Passio, and everyone is excited. Even Lear. Oh, I forgot about Lear. Even Lear. What? That is like the main <laughs> character of this entire thing. Yeah, but when you only like forget about Lear, you only log in, get your gems, and then pull on banners. You kind of forget that Lear is there. (laughs) Is Lear in the smooching booth? No. See, that's the problem. But I have added, I have added Giovanni to my smooching booth to see what's going on, and I feel like I am. I am meeting with a person attempting to get me to join a cult. The things that that man says. That makes sense. Are absolutely <laughs> unhinged. And I'm like. Wait, is Cyrus? No, no, is Cyrus stop. in the booth? No, Cyrus is not in the booth. Cyrus. Yes. <laughs> Cyrus would only go to the booth with his only friend in the world. And since I don't think those you you would have to you'd have to put them into together. The only way Cyrus would go. Has Cyrus had any uh, inter- other interactions with anyone that isn't Sophocles? Oh, yeah. Everybody's been mad at Cyrus multiple times. <laughs> like everybody wants to like lock up Cyrus for incredibly valid reasons. Sophocles is like, no, he's my friend. And then everybody's like, OK, I guess <laughs> as long as you keep an eye on him. 
I mean, Cyrus does talk to his flunkies, except I would not call them friends because he orders them around and they're like, I guess, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, boss. But yeah, Cyrus is just sad all the time. And you get to go, you get to go see him out staring at the ocean being sad a lot. It's like his main thing is you always find him staring at the ocean being sad. It's like, oh, buddy. Your just, best friend's the most annoying character. I feel like Cyrus and Giovanni would have good dialogue. I feel like oh, they, they hate had, each other. Then they, they had some dialogue in the Rainbow Rocket stuff. They did. Um, but all of the current villains hate Giovanni right now. I mean, fair. Right now, but right. not always. Yeah, so right now, for until a he convinces while, them otherwise. everybody thought that Giovanni was helping them to meet their own goals. And then one by one, they all got betrayed by Giovanni because Giovanni's like, ha ha ha, my goals is to take over the universe. Uh, thanks for being a dupe. Uh, so now all of the villains hate him um, because he's a jerk. Uh, and like the funniest one is like Chairman Rose was 100% team Giovanni for quite some time. Was like, this guy is a brilliant. He's got the <laughs> I love vision. that for him. He's got so much going for him together. We're going to make a name for ourselves. And then Giovanni's like, ha, 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 this is all for me. And Rose is like, how dare you? How could you take away my fame? You're dead to me. And Oliana's is in the background being like, I've been warning you forever about this person. And you don't listen to me. Oliana's is pretty fun in this game, too. She is. Uh, she's meeting some girls. She's kind of seeing like Rose isn't the only option in her life. She's out there getting the gal pal stuff on and we're very happy for her changing. Lucamine still is, you know, figuring out how to be a mom. That's most of her storylines is like, I'm a bad mom and my kids hate me. And we're like, yep, <laughs> yep, that tracks. <laughs> so okay. now Iono is here and Iono is getting everybody involved with her streaming nonsense. Yes, uh, Lear and, gives her uh, Lear is one hundred percent into it. Endorsement. Uh, you can also enjoy co-op battles against uh, Iono in a special event. Time, time we got down to it. Time we got down to it. Uh, that goes until January eighteenth. Besties three co-op battles to collect uh, the what's who's who's a what's it stickers. Which count towards a global total. The more stickers everyone collects, the better rewards everyone gets. I'm going to go on an assumption that if you want to collect the rewards, you probably have to at least log in before January 18th. Yeah, you'll have to log in. You have to... You only get the stickers through the co-op battle. A lot of people are mad about the top thing. It's a whole... The top three reward? If everybody collects 2 million stickers, we get 35 star pull tickets. Uh, if we get 5 million stickers, we get one of each of the coins that allow you to buy the candies that let you boost their potential without having to pull them. If we get 7 million, we get the little discs that allow us to buy the cakes that unlock the extra tech or the extra support skill the character has and then at 10 million and i kind of see why you get an artwork for the lodge oh i feel like that should be like flipped i feel like the yep. artwork should be a little bit lower maybe it's cool yep. artwork though it's not i mean it's iono and <laughs> belly bolt but it's not a particularly great one it's just her in front of belly bolt like it's where it's is it cute. going in the lounge is it like just a well, picture so on the you, wall 
Yeah, you can redecorate your lounge and put that on the wall if you want. Like you can have it. But again, I don't disagree that people felt it should be a gem reward or something else other than a piece of art for the lounge. It is a bit disappointing. Everything else up to it, though, is great. Like solid choices for all of them, because I don't think those goals are particularly hard to meet. Um, You get you get 50 stickers if you do the hardest one. It's really easy to do them. And since you're doing it with three people, like every every group that does it gets 150 stickers. So it's like not an incredibly difficult goal to hit. <laughs> but the top goal is like for 10 million, you get one piece of artwork. It's like, but artwork isn't even that expensive in the trainer's lounge. <laughs> like it's I like have so stock, many things. But it's exclusive artwork. <laughs> it is exclusive artwork until it's not right. Like until they just put it in there and she can be invited in and then it becomes her standard artwork whatever i think it probably should have been artwork and some gems but it's it's fine it's free you know they're really counting yeah. on iono's popularity there they are oh yeah, yeah i mean yeah, yeah. it is incredibly popular so like there is a subsection of people who really want that artwork <laughs> i am not one of them well when, <laughs> but when, i know there are people who are excited by having that exclusive piece of artwork when they tweeted they as Pokemon Masters Twitter tweeted that like a uh, not Pasio, a Paldea gym leader is is coming. If you read the comments, it was either people being like, it's Russia or it's Iono. And it's like, yeah, I guess those are the two most popular gym leaders. Larry. Don't forget Larry. Larry. (laughs) There was was Larry's there. There's a Larry. I was a Larry contingent, even though I knew it was going to be Iono. Like there was no way it wasn't. But I'm like. I f- do us all a solid and I feel like, have it be Larry. I feel like Larry is popular, but I feel like it's popular with like <laughs> like adults because we it know is. the yes. work life grind. Whereas like yeah. Iono and Grusha are just an all age popularity. If they are. <laughs> like uh, I don't like no no shade to like a 14 year old, but I don't think they r- truly understand Larry like no. we do. <laughs> Not like we do. <laughs> Which is like, it's really great that like there's a range of characters that different ages of players can relate to. Larry is really one for the people. I am so excited for Larry to come to this game because I want to know what stories are going to tell with this exhausted man who suddenly isn't at work and has been forced to go on vacation on this island with everybody else. Is Larry going to get the Dunsparce or would it it or would it be just start? It can't be Star Raptor because that weird butler guy has Star Raptor. Well, okay, Uh, they can always like they will. So it will be it will first be the Dunsparce. Because that's like the signature and nobody else has it. So that'll be regular suit Larry. And then there there will be, <laughs> there will be a Elite Four elite Larry. Four there already is. Sigma suit Larry that has Star Raptor where he is forced to dress in some horrible outfit that he hates. Like there's so much story potential for Larry and Masters. The the only other one I want to see as bad as Larry is to still want Mirror B to show up in Pokemon Masters. Please bring in Mirror B. But also bring in Larry because I think Larry... <laughs> Larry, Larry's level exhaustion is what's needed to temper the hyperactivity of all these kids running around. That's all I got to say. Well, they they could also do Flamigo for Larry. They could. I can't. He has one more 
Yeah, well, he has like six Pokemon. For five Pokemon, the Elite Four. I can't remember the other ones. Staraptor, the Dunsparce, Flamigo. Gosh, I can't remember. I feel like he has one more in his regular battle as well. Because he's 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 normal in his gym, and then he's yep. flying as an Elite Four member. Yeah, because he only has th- three the first time, and then his second thing. When you go back in to fight him for the for the five, right? Is that the one we're talking about? Yeah. Because when you where... do his gym for the five, he's got some flying. He's got another flying type in there, and he's got uh, the pig. What the heck is the pig's name? Oink, oink alone. Oh, yeah. Oink alone. He still has uh, Komala, the exhausted koala, which fits Larry to a T. Yeah. Uh, Dun Sparse, uh, Star Raptor, and then he adds Braviary. Hmm. America. And then he doesn't get. Uh, he changes it because I just did him in the um, league in the club room. room? His, yeah. yeah, his is different there. He's got the pig. He's got the cow. He's got the weird land snake. <laughs> Pokemon in a nutshell. You got a pig. <laughs> you got a cow. Pig. You got a cow. <laughs> no, he has Inkalone, Tauros, the Dunsparce. He, he has rides Star off Raptor. on a tractor. <laughs> yeah, he's got Altaria. And uh, Flamigo at at that one. And I think uh, maybe, he trades. Maybe you it's because I'm so burnt out of Gen Four. I don't want to see another Star Raptor in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Star Raptor's good though. But yes, uh, it's funny because they just released the Butler. What the heck his name is? Uh, his big souped-up nature. His is in just been released in the, the masters yeah so the butler the cynthia's the butler, butler or whatever right or is it caitlin's butler uh, or is caitlin's it butler caitlin's butler. it's caitlin's butler i mean it's cynthia really and both caitlin, caitlin are dating and, and this is their button to be fair darich i don't know how to say his name d-a-r-a-c-h darich 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 anyways you can fight him he's okay. tough uh pokemon.com is recommending you use iona with how and raichu volkner and larry i don't know how accurate that is, but I feel like, yeah, you put Volker and Luxury, not Volkner and Larry. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new. That's my new couple. <laughs> I mean, that is a good couple. They're bo- two depressed men, <laughs> two depressed men who are sort of at at a turning points in their career. One hundred percent, the solid ship. Send it out. Volker and Larry. We got to take a break. <laughs> Vulgar Larry, just Vulgar Larry sitting at a bar bemoaning their lives is like the greatest thing that has yet to be written. <laughs> greatest story coming to Masters soon, I'm sure of it. <laughs> All right, we'll be uh, we'll be right back when we come back. We have uh, what do we have on our on our uh, when we're coming back? Oh, well, we have some actually good news for pokemon go which is very surprising for the 600th episode craves niantic has done it again we will be right back hey hello happy new year this podcast is brought to you by patreon and we have a free tier on patreon that you can completely sign up for to get updates and so you can keep tabs on the show and what's happening outside of the podcast world and inside of the podcast world Uh, if you would like to support us you can head over to patreon.com slash pkmncst we have a bunch of stuff coming this year as uh, it's the start of 2024 so 
you would like to join our Slack community or get ad-free episodes or bonus episodes of the podcast, you can do so by just supporting us at $5 a month. That's like $1.25 a week for no ads, bonus episodes every month. So that's cool. If that's interesting to you, or if you just want to support us, or if you just are you looking for a community to chat with and to play Pokemon with, that isn't terrible because the internet can be terrible sometimes. You can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to support the show. And like I said, we have a free tier as well. So you can head over there and you don't even have to spend any money. You can sign up for the free tier. We're almost at a thousand people. So that's cool. You could be the thousandth person if you go over or maybe the 999th person or the 998th person. I'm not sure what number we're at, but uh, thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back from our break. Uh, Before we get to the Pokemon Go news, we got some tragic news uh, on on our dear 600th episode. Uh, Pokemon Horizons, the series, got delayed. (laughs) How? Why? How? 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 It's done. It's done. How is it delayed? Just put it out. Just put it out. <laughs> they don't even say it was delayed. They, they don't even, but it is. They've said it on a couple of channels. I've seen them say it. Okay, but on Pokemon.com, they just say Pokemon Horizons the series will now premiere on March 7th on Netflix, just a shorter time later than previously announced, which I think it was initially announced on like the 24th or something. It was like two or three days before Pokemon Day, which yeah. I can't remember. Pokemon Day is the 26th? 27th. 27th. Get ready to debut with Incredible Adventures of Liko and Roy, as well as many friends and foes. And of course, you'll discover countless amazing Pokemons along the way. Uh, So, no reason. Shortly after I saw this announcement, I then went to Instagram, where I got an Instagram reel from Pokemon UK with a one-minute video of Pokemon Horizons in, like... A few it's episodes done. in because they've done. they've had it out there for a while. It's, it's all in English. It's Why? Not, there's not like Why a Br- there's not like a British voice actor and then like an American. <laughs> although that would maybe kind of be cool. That would be that would be pretty cool though if they did. It's, it's done. I don't get it. And the then, only the only thing I can guess is that the release date it had before was the day after the new Avatar The Last Airbender live action show comes out. And maybe they didn't want it to conflict with that. Because we know they don't care about it being the day before Go Tour Global. Doesn't matter if Pokemon things overlap. I think the, the, I feel like the reason they would want it like two days before Pokemon Day or whatever is to be, then come on Pokemon Day and be like... The first episode was watched eight million times. Yeah. Like, like they want to like brag about it or something. Like I, I can't imagine there's like a licensing issue or like Netflix like like <laughs> drop the ball or something to be like ah oh, we need an extra two weeks we're not ready for next month. I mean, <laughs> Avatar is February twenty second, and this was supposed to be February twenty third. But like, there is some crossover. I don't know that that I don't know that Netflix treats Pokemon Horizons 
with enough fanfare that they're like, well, we can't announce this and Avatar. Like, they're going hard into Avatar and it's like, oh, just tell the Pokemon people they're delayed. Like, well, th- I mean, like, there there could be some, a little bit of, like, maybe Netflix was, was like, surprised of how well Concierge did. I mean, well, here, well, let's back up. Netflix was definitely surprised in how well One Piece did. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Because they're scrambling to get everything One Piece to the front of the page of Netflix. Yeah, yeah. They were not prepared for how well that went. So maybe there is something where they're like, okay, well, we know One Piece is doing good. The Pokemon thing doing good. Maybe we have high expectations that Avatar is doing good. So maybe there is a little spacing. And I feel like the Pokemon company is a company that's like, Oh, you're going to offer us more money to delay something by two weeks? Yes, we will. We love money here. We put out yeah. the same two games every three years, and uh, our audience will buy both of them. We definitely love money. <laughs> so maybe, I mean, like, the weird thing about Netflix is that it's, it's, it's like a dating app. Like, it, it learns your, oh, you guys don't know this? Like ne- let you have to keep talking. Oh, okay. Netflix <laughs> the, uh, for the for the audio podcast listeners, Greg and Hannah look look like I just like turned into a skeleton or something on screen. No, I mean I I'm waiting for this dubious connection of how you got there instead of any of the other things that. No, ne- your no. Netflix is a hundred percent designed like a dating app. Even the the people who work at Netflix have admitted this. It is designed to see what you like and you don't like, and it will try, like a dating app, to pair you with shows that it thinks you will like. Netflix is also frequently change will change the album cover of different TV shows to get you to be more interested. So if you open if I open up like Disenchantment on mine, I will probably have an image of like Bean, who is the main character, where like Greg might have a picture of Lucy, which is like the little devil dude, and then Hannah might have a picture of um, Elfo, which is the other character, because it's trying to base off what you're tapping on. It is it is assigning you different shows, but not only is it assigning you different shows, it's assigning you different images on those shows to get you to pick it. Um, so there if you are pick- a lot of apps that use algorithmic recognition and i think dating apps are some of the ones that actually do that less no dating apps use algorithms to pair you with people <sighs> i don't know why you guys are think, like i feel I like think, you guys are like thinking think i'm lying do. to you when like netflix has literally admitted no, I, this i i believe that i'm just i don't know that dating apps uh compared to things like spotify and every other algorithm that tries yeah. to match you to things uh but again, my experience on dating apps are very different than everybody else's, obviously. But Spotify so... can't like change like the visual you're looking at. Like 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 not to be like super shallow, but like people are judging other people off a dating app literally just by the picture. Right? Mm-hmm. So like Netflix But like I don't ha- think the app is picking the best picture to show you. <laughs> what they think is the best picture to show you which never is sure, i have sure. seen some i don't of them. think i don't think tinder is like arranging the pictures for you but netflix is but so is spotify like i think a lot of the I th- like well, how's spotify, spotify of, there's no picture well i guess there's album art but you're not it's not changing the album art uh some there that yeah, it does. So depending when you click on it, uh, you may get their music video. You may get their album art. You may get 
stills. It changes what it shows you when you're playing that song. It also changes what's on top of the playlist and selects pictures. So you don't always get the album art in Spotify. You will get a wide variety of things. If you go straight to the person and say, hey, show me your discography. Yeah, you'll see the album art. But if it comes up randomly, who knows what, especially since they've just now added this feature, like songs you might like. The pictures in there are wild. Straight up. Some of them are music videos. Some of them are people just wandering around. I'm like, is this related? That's been a thing in Spotify for a few years at this point. Like, I I stopped using Spotify years ago, and that was happening before then. Oh, yeah. But I don't think that's... I don't think that's an algorithm thing. I think that that's manually set by the artist. Could be. I, I don't know. I, I know in Apple Music, you can't even downvote something. No, you which can't. Which is like crazy to me because Apple was like, would you like six months of Apple Music for like $5? I was like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, oh, I can't. I don't want to listen to this anymore, Apple Music. There's no downvote button. <laughs> Stop giving me this. <laughs> I don't want Nickelback. <laughs> Please Stop. <laughs> yeah anyways uh going back to the netflix thing uh i i i can't imagine that the pokemon company would have any reason to say like okay hold off on two more weeks i do kind of tend to agree with hannah that maybe it's a netflix thing where they are worried about some sort of overlap i feel like avatar and pokemon do have a lot in common i know a lot of people who like a both of those series quite a lot both of the franchises wait you said this is an avatar live action yeah yes it is the live action avatar the last airbender making up for the the movie that does not exist um the live action is supposedly going to be better but the creators of avatar stopped working with it around the same time they got their own studio back with nickelodeon again so we'll see how it goes so not by the avatar people anymore uh, it was. Uh, it, <laughs> it's it's complicated. I, I I think they had a lot to say about the scripts and how the scripts were condensed because they are taking is I think the first season's twenty four episodes and the Netflix series is eight. So well, like one piece, one really, piece I think was eight. Yeah, well, yeah, one piece is eight, and one piece first series is like four hundred and twelve episodes. So no, they it's really only like sixty. <laughs> trust me i've looked into this because i'm like do i want to know what happens but also one piece is from like 1933 or something and they had this like black and white stick figure drawings (laughs) like i don't know if i want to start actually i think it's like 1993 or something like that yeah Uh it's it's 93 it is (laughs) here's the thing the one thing about One Piece the animated series is you don't need to pay attention to the first 10 minutes because it's a recap and a replaying of the last 10 minutes of the episode <laughs> before almost every time. Yes. So you can jump in 10 minutes late. You have not missed anything. And then if if you if there was something important in those first 10 minutes, three characters throughout that show will remind you what happened in the first 10 minutes and one of them will have a flashback that series is so bloated of worthless moments i went i watched the i watched the netflix series i'm like oh that's right i was in the middle of one piece and i went back and i was in the middle of the fight at the restaurant and i was in that restaurant 
for another 10 anime episodes. And I'm like, why are we still <laughs> here? That's like a problem with all like old uh, anime, oh, though, is like yeah, Dragon Ball they, Z. I remember watching as a kid and being like, it's been four weeks. You're still charging up. Please, please just please do something. I mean, you can see it also. The, the old the first couple of seasons of the Pokemon anime are that way, too. Like, it's just like, oh, come on. <sighs> well, your new date is March 7th. There you go. Americans. I, who, I don't even know what happened to Australia <laughs> or Brazil. I don't know where you're at with watching. If you're in the UK or Canada, though, you're probably done with the series. You're golden. You've <laughs> you're, you're seen good. it all. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pokemon Go news, uh, which is f the Pokemon Go news, I think, is funny on a bunch of levels because literally last week we talked about how people were saying Pokemon Go is dying or Niantic hasn't come up with anything new. And then... If you go back probably like a month ago when they announced the Go, I keep wanting to say Go Tour, Sinnoh Tour, we, I think all three of us on the show agreed like, why isn't there Hisuian Pokemon or when are they going to do Origin Form Dialga and Palkia? Like, like this event seems so bare bones. Mm -hmm. To be fair, like Saturday already sold out. So like, I guess they didn't need to announce this, but they announced the things we all said you should bring to this game. <laughs> not, I, uh, not that they listen to the podcast. <laughs> they listen. To I mean, the I'm sure somebody does. I'm sure somebody does. They're like, wait, wait, why did we? Why did we send Steve out to Korea? He just complains every week about our video game. <laughs> but they announced a lot of cool things. So I think the coolest thing here isn't like the origin form Dialga and Palkia existing. I think the cool thing is the abilities they gave it for. Um, what I would say is a hardcore player. So we'll we'll go into that. Let me just tell you what it does. Uh, origin form Dialga and Origin form Palkia have been discovered in Pokemon Go, and trainers can encounter them for the first time during space-time anomalies. Am I saying that word right? Anomalies. Mm -hmm. uh, that seems like a tough word. They changed this, by the way, from space-time distortions. The Pokemon community loves to abbreviate everything so i think this was an intentional and better change yep they knew they knew what the reaction was going to be there and they changed it probably for the better yeah <laughs> i think understanding english audiences may be a little bit better than the pokemon company <laughs> so good for them <laughs> Uh, the arrival of these legendary Pokemon across uh, time and space in Pokemon Go introduces a new phenomenon, adventure effects. Adventure effects are temporary bonuses that help you on your Pokemon Go adventure, activated by powerful Pokemon attacks that may be used outside of battle. Adventure effects have been reported to occur when Origin Form Dialga uses Roar of Time and Origin Form Palkia uses Spatial Rend. They will make their debut at Pokemon Go Tour Sinnoh. Trainers without an active ticket or the citywide ex uh, trainers without an active ticket to Los Angeles or citywide gameplay add-on who participate won't be able to encounter a shiny one uh, or one that will know its signature attack from until Sinnoh Global Tour. I... <laughs> This is fine. Like, I get why they do this, because 
they they had the issue in Vegas, but they also came out and said, if you remote into Groudon or Kyogre, you will not get Mega Energy. And that did not stop hundreds of thousands of people coming to that park, tanking that network, and then complaining that they're not getting Mega Energy. <laughs> they did. They told you that you weren't going to get Mega Energy unless you weren't a ticket holder. So I think they could still get Shiny, though. I think so. So they're like, yeah. we're turning off the Shiny. And we're turning off the special moves. Please don't destroy our game. They're still relying on people having read this and seen the communication. <laughs> so I, whatever, like if you if you are not going to this event, save your money. Don't give it to Niantic. Just literally wait a week and then do your. It's fine. Just don't give your money to Niantic. Just wait one week to you'll you'll get it. You just have to wait a week. Okay, this is what it does. Roar of Time. Uh, also, it's not guaranteed when you do these raids that it will have Roar of Time. I don't know what the percentages is. It, it It's like the, you know, the background that you could get. Like, oh, you can get like Las Vegas in the background. That was never guaranteed. I think it was like, what, a 25% chance or like a 33? It's It was pretty high. So I, I don't know how high this will be. I don't know if it's like a 1 in 10 or a 1 in 5. Like, we don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll know when it happens. But I'm I'm going to go on a whim and say that if if you're going to Los Angeles and spending all that money, you're probably going to be doing a lot of raids. You're probably going to be walking away with one of each of these. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have to look too hard. Uh, trainers can activate the adventure incense, uh, or sorry, the adventure effect associated with Roar of Time for five thousand Stardust and five Dialga candy. And that will distort time for six minutes, pausing the timer on all of the following. Incense, daily adventure incense, lucky egg, and star pieces. You can extend the roar of time adventure in adventure effect by increments of six minutes uh, by using more stardust and Dialga candy. The timer can be extended up to two hours each time you tap. Uh, and you can use... It again afterwards for a total of 24 hours. Once the roar of time ends, the timer on any items will actively continue to count down. Roar of time cannot be activated at the same time as any other adventure effect. So you can't use roar of time and spatial rend at the same time. Spatial rend is for Palkia. Uh, and it will also be 5,000 Stardust and 5 Palkia candy. And it will distort space for 10 minutes, allowing encounter allowing encounters with wild Pokemon at an increased distance. You can extend the timer uh, by increments of 10 minutes using Palkia, Candy, and Stardust, and it can go up to two hours, and then you would have to restart it again, but you can go up to 24 hours total. And yeah, Spatial Run cannot be used when Roar of Time is active. I think this is really cool. I, I think that this is definitely designed for the hardcore Pokemon Go player. And I think in the last year, you know, we talked about showcases and routes and whatever the other things that Niantic released that I can't think of off the top of my head. But I really think like routes is more I could I could see why like a hardcore player would be like, this is useless to me. Like, I don't want to like it. Well, besides getting Zygarde. Um, but I do think that those are def or party play. Like those are more towards like, come like let's walk a route together. Let's play like like I do think those are more casual, and that's fine. That's totally 
okay and good. There's nothing wrong with like a feature to appeal to casual people. But I, I don't think a casual person is going to have hundreds of Dialgan, Palkia candy and Stardust, which again, I think is fine because I think there this is something for a hardcore player. And I think both of these effects are good and powerful in their own way. For me, it feels a little expensive with the candy usage, but I think that for others, it feels a little expensive with the Stardust usage. So that's probably an individual thing. I would be a little bit more excited about them if I didn't know that this is just them cap that the Palkia adventure effect is just them capitalizing on a bug that happened and made everyone happy. And then they <laughs> was it a bug away. or was it an oversight? <laughs> you know, um, but this, this happened for an afternoon or two, you could see Pokemon in a wider range farther than you usually can. And everybody loved it and thought it was a fantastic change. And then they took it away, and now they've brought it back as something that you ultimately kind of have to pay for. And that makes me a little sad, but it does seem cool. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't want to say the Palky one's bad, because, like, I wouldn't use it. I don't think I would use it as much as the uh, Dialga, but, like, I, I totally see why people would want the Palkia one, especially if, depending on your area, like... Like, if Greg and I went to Ball America, the Palkia one is useless to us. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're just, you, there's just so many Pokemon there. You just can't tap on all of them fast enough without, like, <laughs> literally you're, stopping. You're expanding out to farmland at that point. Like, what else? <laughs> like, you don't need. To the south is farmland. To the north is an airport. It's you not exactly a wide Any birth. more spawns at Mall of America. I think the the Dialga one is so cool. Like, if you, like, because I think the Dialga one is, like, the hardcore of hardcore players. If you are willing to spend 80 cents on the Lucky Egg and a $1.49 on a star piece, and then you pop your incense. Like, a lot of hardcore players activate all three of those at the same time. And to be able to pause that to get more out of that for ultimately free like the free is like you're just playing the game so you have all the stardust and you have all the like i think that's so cool like i don't know how often i would use it but there's definitely been situations where it's like oh man i i just need like 10 more minutes and to to be able to extend all three of those pretty easily i think there's another thing where like i fall into as like maybe i I don't even think i'm like that hardcore player but i have like two thousand rare candy and like i never know what to put them into like I like I don't need any like I if I played Master League I guess I would put them into that stuff but like I have so many raid counters that like I don't I don't need to like power something up to like get a good raid counter like I have Zarud maxed out I have Kartana maxed out I have Reshiram like I have everything like maxed out that I need for raid counters so really at this point I'm just powering up Pokemon that. Like I guess, I guess I could use like the rare candy to be like, haha, I got I got the Titan like right away. <laughs> like, but even even <laughs> that case, when a new Pokemon gets introduced, it's pretty easy to like pin app and just collect mm-hmm. enough candy to evolve it. So like I never use it on new Pokemon either. So to me, it's like, oh, if I just put twenty rare candy into Dialga, I now have twenty four minutes. Like I, I've doubled my 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 egg and my star piece. Um, well, technically twenty five, but 
But I think that's so cool. So I totally get the complaints of like people being like, oh, I would never use this. It's definitely, definitely designed around hardcore people for sure. Um, but I also get Hannah's complaint of like, it's kind of expensive. I do think it's expensive. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think they're doing the mega evolution thing where like, well, <laughs> minus maybe mega evolution being bad. But like mega evolution was initially like really, really expensive. And they like revamped it. I think they would have revamped it anyways. I think this is like just a common game thing of like, we'll introduce it to be expensive. And then a year later, we'll make it slightly cheaper. And like, I'm sure in like another year, the, like when you do a route, you'll get like 10 Zygarde cells instead of one. Like, I'm sure that's a thing that's going to happen because they just, they just make, they're just like, we have to introduce a new currency. So we'll make the old currency kind of worthless. Um, so I, I do think that it will eventually be cheaper in like a year or two, but like, Right now, it's it's a little expensive, but... Here's hoping. And I think it's funny that they obviously know the Dialga one is more powerful, since that one only goes six minutes at a time, where the Palkia <laughs> one goes ten minutes at a yep. time. I, don't, I, I would six love to be in weird... that like, room and be like, how are we deciding the exact <laughs> time? How did you get six and ten? I don't know. I mean... So it's interesting because if you go for an hour that you have to do it 10 times for Roar of Time and only six times for Spatial Rent. Like it's based Mm -hmm. off of an hour. Yeah, Yeah. it is. But like six minutes is not like doing multiples of six in your head (laughs) is is. Unless you are a School Rock fan like I am, it's probably not something that you do regularly. Like six, and then what's after? What do you? Six times two is twelve. <laughs> and I get to twenty-four, and then what happens at four? Something, right? Well, it's it's interesting that um, like we did get that what like forty-eight hours of like increased spawns, and then Niantic was yeah. like, oh, that's. Didn't Niantic say, like, it was working as intended, and then, like, two days later, they were like, oh, sorry, it wasn't working as intended? Um, they they told a creator that it was working as intended. They spread that word, and then Niantic got to say, nope. Nope. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. And then the other thing that Niantic, like, messed up was uh, White Kiram and Black Kiram appeared in Go Battling for a hot <laughs> second. So I do uh-huh. wonder... So like when when these issues happen, I don't think it's like I don't think it's like they they somebody accidentally pressed a button. I'm sure they were testing things. Like mm-hmm. like were they expanding the spawns because they were testing this specific feature? And then somebody was like, "Ah, this sh-, like th- like yeah, it is working as intended if you had <laughs> Origin Form Palkia active. That's not in the game yet." So it's like why did Kiram just randomly appear in GBL. Do they also have some sort of abilities like Dialga and Palkia here? Which I think, like, maybe that's like me putting a tinfoil hat on, but I feel like that kind of makes sense. Otherwise, like, why did they just pop up? Like, why were they even yeah. there? And then the other thing that happened this week is for the um fairy event rayquaza's silhouette appeared in eggs so you know how it's supposed to be like cleffa iglybuff mm-hmm. elekid well where pichu was supposed to be rayquaza was there 
Now, Rayquaza never hatched from an egg, but if you're thinking about the Sinnoh tour, there is an egg mythical slash legendary that technically appears in Sinnoh, which is Fione. Like, what other reason would Rayquaza, just a random legendary, appear in an egg temporarily if they're not testing a... Fione is mythical, but, like, technically yeah. under the legendary umbrella. Um, why would a random legendary silhouette appear in an egg if it wasn't for testing for that? I'm not saying that, like, oh, that means for sure Manaphy and Fione are coming to Sinnoh Go Tour. But, like, it's coming eventually, whether it's yeah. this year mm-hmm. or next year. And, like, there's no way that Fione isn't going to be in an egg. That's its whole gimmick is the hatch from an egg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It needs to. Although, so yes, there's all the testing that's probably happening, but you did kind of hint at other Pokemon with special moves, kind of like Dialga and Palkia are getting here. And they did say in that uh, press release saying there may be other adventure effects discovered in the future. I think those are so cool. Like, I think adventure, like, (laughs) like, if they have more adventure effects, like, I think that is so, like, we talked about this last week of like what can Niantic do? Like I think these are really cool. Oh, again, yeah. expensive, totally expensive, especially for a casual player. But I do think they are really cool for a hardcore player. Um, and the amount of times where I'm like, man, I just wish I had five more minutes on my incense before like community day is over or before like, oh, I should have evolved all these Pokemon and now my lucky egg is about to wear out. Yeah, like, I don't know what other ones they would do. Like, now I'm trying to think of, like, if they introduced two other ones with Kiram, like, what would they even be? Because I think these are both powerful in their own respects. Mm-hmm. I could, again, yeah, I could easily see people being like, I'll never use that feature. I mean, we see so many players never even use Mega Evolution, and there's really, like, there's really no penalty for turning Mega Evolution on unless you just don't have the energy. But I know y'all have Beedrill. Just turn Beedrill on. Literally, (laughs) anytime you're out for like eight hours, you'll just get more candy. Uh, Although, if they keep adding... It's a safe assumption to say everyone has Beedrill. (laughs) You get the energy from spinning gyms. That's a very safe assumption. (laughs) Although, Knight is going to have to rework that sidebar, because I feel like right now, there's just like incense, rocket radar, star piece, lucky egg, mega. Have like, you ever gotten it so it, it doubles up and there <laughs> yeah. are two of the sidebars? <laughs> they really, really got to figure out something to do with that sidebar. <laughs> White Kiram will in- increase the visibility of the sidebar when active. It will cost you five candy. <laughs> uh, all right. The other Pokemon Go news uh, is that it is still related to the um, Sinnoh Go Tour. They announced that if you do party play at Sinnoh Go Tour, oh, and Sinnoh Global, it should be for both, that you will have a chance of getting Regigigas, which I guess is cool. That You don't have to do a raid for a legendary Pokemon. You'll just have to... I, I don't know what the extent is. I'm assuming it's like a mission... Like, you have however long for the four of you or the two of you to, like, go through. And then at the very end, Regigigas pops up. So that's, like, a really cool use of party play. Because right now, catching 30 Pokemon for two Pokeballs is not a great, like, Mm -hmm. task for party play. (laughs) Yeah. No, the best use for party play that I have had is just 
whenever I'm going out and doing raids with friends, always make sure we're in a party to get that little extra boost. Yeah. And that's about it. Yes. So um, so if you are going to the global Sinnoh tour, which is anywhere you want, um, it sounds like you'll be able to get a Regigigas if you don't already have one, which is pretty cool. Uh, they're introducing White Stripe Basculin into Routes. So not only will you be able to... Oh, sorry. Well, Party Plan Routes now I think work. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you have to pick or choose one of those. I think they do work. So if you do a route... You'll get a Basculin, so that's cool. I don't know if that's going to like make the Zygarde cell disappear. Cause... Hopefully not. Hopefully I not. I mean, they have the Zygarde cell and Mateo working at the same time, so now they just have to add Basculin too. Oh, boy. <laughs> They're saying that the shiny starter Pokemon, which are six of them, the three from Sinnoh and then the three from... Legends Arceus will have increased shiny. The costume Pokemon will be increased shiny. And then Stunky, the only gen, one of the only gen four Pokemon that have not been shiny will have an increased chance of shiny. That will be for both global and LA. They're saying that uh, they're bringing the Hisuian Pokemon, which was what a big complaint of like, why aren't they doing Hisuian? They are, and they are turning Hisuian Voltorb and Hisuian Quillfish Shiny. That will be their shiny debut. Um, and those Pokemon will... Those two Pokemon specifically will be in Eggs. So Eggs during the Sinnoh Tour Global will have... I think the 7k Eggs. will have Shiny Hisuian Voltorb, Shiny Hisuian Quillfish, Carnivine, Pachirisu, and Chatot. So the Regionals will also be in Eggs. Uh, you could maybe argue that that's kind of a bad thing because it's making the Regionals a little bit harder to get. Uh, but... I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a good pool. They're all pretty desirable shinies. Yeah. Three stars will feature Hisuian Decidueye, Hisuian Samurott, Hisuian Typhlosion. One stars will feature the starters. Five stars will obviously be Diago Palkia. Um the Sneasel, Hisuian Sneasel, Hisuian Growlithe, Hisuian Voltorb, Hisuian Quillfish will be spawning in the wild. Um, Unknown will be off of Incense, and it spells H-I-S-U. Hisui. (laughs) I think they're just missing an I there, but yeah, repeat letters. Uh, They all have a chance to be shiny. Um, So yeah, I think think most people were already made up if, if they were going to LA or not. I think there were a lot of people maybe like looking at Sinnoh global tour and being like, this looks very lackluster. I think everything they've announced makes it way more appealing. So I don't think this was like a panic switch of like, Oh, I, I think they were just holding yeah. that stuff. <laughs> like, Oh no, people don't like our Sinnoh event. Quick. <laughs> release <laughs> quick, the quick. <laughs> <laughs> We hope we didn't have to pull the lever, but we do. We d- quick get Reggie Gigas here. <laughs> we'll need him. I mean, Reggie Gigas just had a slow start, right? Oh my gosh. Uh no word of Arceus. No word of Manaphy. No word of Fione. Uh, I could see them totally skipping Arceus because they don't know how to do it. <laughs> I do. Oh, something interesting though. Okay. I think they might be introducing Arceus into Masters. You think? 
There is a weird stone thing. So there's a mysterious stone event that's underneath the regular. So if you go into the storyline, you can follow the mysterious stone storyline. So there's random mysterious stones that that you trade in for treasures and they have been dropping little bits of the story like hey where are all these stones coming from and they don't do the same thing as everything else the one that dropped most recently ray who's the character the male character from legends arceus gets a strange vision message and the last thing he says is that voice sounds familiar or something along like oh i know that voice and then it pans up to the sky and i'm like so what do we, what oh, do we so they're finally what are we doing what are we doing with arceus? Legends arceus that all the youtubers told us ah. so <laughs> i think they're at, i the question is if they're adding it in as a pair you bond with is this another one that your character will bond with or if they're interesting it to one of the existing characters i have a feeling it's one that you will bond with but yeah that was the most recent sort of mysterious stone thing is i think they're hinting towards arceus coming into masters hmm interesting i want to be hopeful that they do release like a 100k egg or something that is like Manaphy or Fione like I don't know how else they would do that I mean we've, we've we've been talking about this for like two three years of like there's no way they don't release like just a very big egg that is well I guess Manaphy comes from an egg too you get Manaphy from the mystery dungeon yeah yeah it's like a blue it's egg eggs with like all a, around it's like Everybody's a blue egg with like egg. a red dot on it so I, I do want to be like, oh, that would be I like I do think that would be like the cherry on the top for this event because Sinnoh does not have a lot going for it. Also, we are all exhausted from Sinnoh. You gave us BDSP. You gave us Legends. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're all a little exhausted. Yeah. So yeah. I do feel like having like a, a like a special egg or something to like get Manaphy would be like a, if you're not going to give us Arceus, at least give us this. <laughs> But I guess they could hold that for like a go fest since they like. We to... still don't have the Galarian starters. They can hold whatever Pokemon they want for whenever. Yeah, that's yeah. true. This is like the first. This is like the first Pokedex that you won't be able to complete, though. Like for Hoenn, it was everything, right? Yeah. Yep. And then obviously Kanto and, and Johto was everything. So this, for yeah, being the this smallest. This is the first one of... tour. <laughs> being one of the smallest pokedexes it's the one we still won't be able to complete um well i don't know whatever um the white stripe cannot evolve for whatever reason currently so just a heads up niantic has confirmed that the white stripe basculin cannot evolve uh sure they can also decide what can and cannot evolve apparently too because <laughs> <laughs> that's niantic uh Speaking of Pokemon that can evolve, Annihilate is coming to raids, I think, next week. So that's something. Again, they like will just skip all of Galar and just focus on uh <laughs> focus. Well, which is like fine. I mean, like Paldea is here, so might as well do Paldea stuff. They finally I mean, they caught... can't release Galar stuff until the soundtrack's finally released. That's true, yeah. Watch the soundtrack get delayed. 
Oh, uh, no. You can <laughs> you can evolve Primeape into a Nilape after defeating thirty Ghost or Psychic type in battle with Primeape as your buddy. So they solved that, I guess. That surprise. Who knows if we'll ever be able to evolve uh, <laughs> like the Situi without doing a raid yeah. for it? But <laughs> at least in this instance, they solved it. Yep, you can evolve into a Nilape. Not going to be able to evolve into Cleaver, but sure. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Weird ear? You also can't do weird ear either, right? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is the Dazzling Dream event that is happening right now. Uh, it's very short. It's not nearly as good as the fairy event last year. I-, I think there's an argument to be had about the egg collection challenge. Where I think both sides are right. I'm on the side where, like, it doesn't matter. There's the other side that's like, I can't believe they put a collection challenge bet- between egg paywall, which incubators are free. Here, here's, here's my thought why I, like, don't think it matters. I, I, think, I think a lot of this comes from just Americans, and I totally get it. We live in a very car-centric world. When I was in Japan, or even when I was in Chicago last week, and I walked everywhere, I was hatching, like, three eggs a day. With my like free incubator, just because I was walking everywhere, and just because mm-hmm. like it like I I don't I hatch one egg a week, mostly one because I don't leave my house, but mostly two because I have to drive everywhere. And if I'm hatching that one egg, it's probably because I'm driving to Mall of America and then I'm walking in a circle. <laughs> so like I do I do think like there is like this American perspective of, and it's not a perspective; it's a reality where we everything just we need to access everything on cars. So if we want to hatch an egg. We have to, like, actively, like, think about, like, we need to go play Pokemon Go and hatch an egg. Whereas, like, if we just, like, if you, when I was in Chicago and I was, like, taking the subway and I was just walking around because everything was just right there, downtown Chicago, just, I'm hatching eggs left and right. I'm catching shinies left and right. Like, it, like, the, the, like, I say this all the time, but there's just an unbalance in this game based off where you live and that's that mm-hmm. and we've, we've made the joke of like that's also how tinder works like if you live in the middle of nowhere <laughs> you're only gonna get like two people to showing up on tinder versus if you live in the city this is a very dating episode show welcome to episode 600 seriously here's the other thing about the like the collection challenge because i think you need what togepi spritzy swirlix and cutie fly in order to get the the collection challenge means nothing it, it like to be like oh they hid it behind a paywall your j- your number just goes up and you already you say that but i bet you still regret those ones you've missed i do i mean yeah i do <laughs> but like uh, like i you can't get them all anyways like you like there was ones exclusive to barcelona there was ones exclusive to south korea mexico you like I was like, Twitch chat, what is your collection challenge? And Twitch chat was like, oh, like, I'm at 60, or I'm at 30, or I, like, I'm at 70. I'm at 130. Like, what What does it matter if, like, I don't get this collection challenge? I, I do want to get this collection challenge. What does it matter if I don't get this collection <laughs> challenge? <laughs> what does it matter if I'm going from 130 to 131? Like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, like the spoiler, none of it does. Yeah, none of it. Like nothing is tied to it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna get this collection challenge to prove you all wrong. Uh, but like, don't like, don't feel pressured by Niantic to be like, oh, I'm going to miss out on this collection challenge. Like, there's nothing tied to it. Your number just goes up. 
it's not that big of a deal. As a person that's has only ever done collection challenges by pure accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that big of a deal yeah like that's my whole point is like like i can totally see the argument of like this thing is paywalled but when you say like what are they paywalling and then you break it down to it's just a number going up like it's it's kind of a your argument kind of falls apart because you're really not i mean we have said on the show before though number get big good yeah yeah number get so... big good yeah yeah no i'm i'm all i'm all into number getting big Number getting big, good, yes, a hundred percent. But, <laughs> but as a person who has only ever accidentally completed them, you're fine. You can do it. It not going to hurt you. If you yeah, don't, don't like. One. I I do think the actual unfair thing here isn't the like four Pokemon in eggs. I think the unfair thing is this event is three days. Like why, why, yeah, why is it not a week? That it, doesn't help. I mean, the real unfair thing is Niantic decided to release an egg collection challenge when it's negative 14 degrees outside. Yep. I don't know who I need to email here, but how dare they not consider <laughs> the weather? Uh, okay, we're going to take one more break, uh, and, then, um, and then we will uh, wrap up our show. So we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Shaker and Spoon is a subscription cocktail service that lets you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Valentine's Day is coming up, and if you need a gift, I think this is a good one because every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. They got degrees. All you need is to buy your own bottle of that month's spirit and you'll have all you need to make 12 drinks at home and you don't even have to buy that you could there's plenty of non-alcoholic drinks out there just like there's a lot of coffee out there without any caffeine you can be fancy and you can make any kind of drinks you want don't don't let these instructions tell you differently at just 40 to 50 dollars per month plus the cost of a bottle this is a super cost effect a super effective cost effective way to enjoy crafted cocktails and you can skip or cancel boxes at any time. So invite some friends over or impress your significant other for Valentine's Day with a Shaker and Spoon box. You can get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And we are back from our break. All right. There was a lot of things that didn't come together for the 600 episode. Obviously, we talked about that at the beginning. No surprise here. But there's, there's been a lot of talk about the 600 Club. And so I thought that was very fitting. Also, shout out to uh, my mod who suggested you should talk about the 600 Club on the 600 episode. So I think we should. I think that's great. I think that's a full circle. The 600 Club is what the japanese players call pseudo legendaries so oh okay okay i see what you're talking i'm so, like what? so there's there's this now cannot a... be the religious tv show that we're delving into <laughs> I don't like think, i cannot I don't be a part episode... of this conversation if it is we've talked too much about tinder for this to be a religious episode <laughs> too much dating and origin forms 
there there has been debate about the 600 club as slash pseudo legendaries because of Archaladon. Uh, because Americans, well, first off, pseudo legendaries is a made up fan term. It's not acknowledged by the Pokemon company Correct. at all. Uh, so if you don't know what the pseudo legendaries are, they are Pokemon with the base stat total of 600. So the very first one would have been Dragonite. And then the other quote unquote rule that somebody decided that everyone agreed to follow is it was a three stage evolution. And I, I'm sure at one point it was probably Dragon Pokemon. There's a Pokemon that broke that, which was Metagross, which is part of the 600 mm-hmm. Club. So in Gen 1, you have Dragonite. Uh, and then in Gen 2, Tyranitar is part of that, right? I guess Tyranitar broke that right away. No, Tyranitar is not 600. Tyranitar is part of that. Oh, okay. Well, he's yeah. he's kind of like a dragon, except he's not. He's a dinosaur. <laughs> 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 so you have Tyranitar, you have Metagross, you have Salamence, uh, you have High Dragon. High Dragon. Um, I'm trying to name him off the top of my head. I'm sure Greg has a list in front of him. Do I? <laughs> Greg, you want to do the list? All right. Uh, Dragonite, Tyranitar, Salamence, Metagross, Garchomp, uh, Hydreigon, Gudra, and Hisuian Gudra, Komo-O, Dragapult, Baxcalibur. Yes. And so all of those Pokemon are... Most of those Pokemon are Dragon. Not all of them. They all have this the, the 600 base stat total, and they all have three-stage evolution. And that's like the whatever the rules and so now uh duraludon evolves into arch archaludon and archaludon has a base stat total of 600 but it's not a three-stage evolution so the the big discourse here is does it fall under a pseudo legendary pokemon i do want to know your guys's opinion My opinion is wholeheartedly yes. I love that they are breaking these fan terms, and I think it's hilarious. The staple remover is a pseudo-legendary. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate the design, but, like, I can't... So, <laughs> stat-wise, I, 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 think, I think the defining feature of a pseudo-legendary isn't the evolution stages. I think it is the ending stats. I think so too. As long as it can hit 600, I think that is what defines for whatever for a term that ultimately what is it again, we are this is one of the things where we're terming something for what reason? What does that give us? What if it's not stating this has a 600 stat or higher? What does the term pseudo legendary do for us? Because the only relevant conversation in that is the stats. Because why, all the tapings are across think, the board. That's why I think the 600 club that the the Japanese players say, I think that's way better than pseudo legendaries. I think it's more Yeah, fun. the terms yeah. are slightly different. Yeah. That pseudo legendaries have always had more requirements, which is why Archaludon fits into 600 club much more easily than it does fit into pseudo. But I'm perfectly willing to break apart the pseudo term and just say, yep, they did this very intentionally. But again, what is pseudo legendary telling us? Like, what is that? What is that term doing? For I think us? I think pseudo legendary. I think ideally it's telling you that there's a there's a Pokemon that 
is not a legendary that is as strong as a legendary because Mew has a base stat total of 600. Latios Latias has a base stat total of 600. A fun fact, a lot of mega Pokemon like Alakazam or Pinsor. I don't know why I said Pinsor so funny. Pinsor. 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 They have a base stat total of 600 when they mega evolve. When I was growing up, I always thought like, oh, like I as a, as a child, I guess. Um I I didn't think about base stat total. I just I just heard the term oh pseudo legendary. Oh, these are powerful Pokemon. I need to catch that are not legendary but are on the power level of a legendary Pokemon. And then when you realize that oh, the requirement is that they just have a base stat total of 600 <laughs> and yeah, but I think pseudo legendary again is saying the same thing it has a powerful end stat that is the that is the thing that is making it a pseudo legendary that the end stats are powerful because it is on par with a legendary so when we are putting things into pseudo legendary we are saying they have the same power aka stats as a legendary and i don't know that that the other requirements going into pseudo legendary trump the fact that we are saying they have good stats. They don't necessarily. It's just patterns that haven't been broken until now. You know, I, but I mean, thought- I, I would. I'm still saying that, like the definition, what people are mostly saying pseudo legendary for is because of the end base stat total. Yeah, that that category exists as a a way to label powerful Pokemon on the power level of a legendary that aren't legendary and that is stat based it's all stat based none of the other things matter other than they've been a pattern up until this point so when you're getting down into the what does the staple remover fit (laughs) again the thing that you're categorizing is its powerful base stats you were lumping things in based off of common traits, but you're not going to like we don't say, well, because it has three evolutions, Venusaur is a pseudo legendary like the evolution chunks were broken by a million examples. The one thing that is consistent and the one thing that you're labeling for are the stats at the end. I never liked the term pseudo legendary. And I think it's just like. I feel I feel like it makes Pokemon like this is gonna upset a lot of people. If <laughs> it makes like Dragonite or 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 Dragapult or all these Pokemon like more special than they are, like oh they're 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 almost legendary, but they're not. They're like very common. They're very easy to get. You can like breed them. Like like I feel like when I was a child. Yes, Dragonite was incredibly hard to get because you could only get Dratini from like the the auction, the, the gambling center, or you had to like mm-hmm. go in Safari Zone and you had a fish, and it felt like it was like this impossible legendary Pokemon to get. You want to you want a Dratini? I can get you a Dratini in forty five seconds right now. Like, there's so many ways to get a Dratini or to get a Duraludon or to get uh, a Dreepy. Um, like I'm pretty sure the first week of Sword and Shield, there were more Dreepies in the universe than any other Pokemon out there <laughs> because literally everyone was breeding Dreepy. So when mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is like, s- like a, so close to a legendary, it's like, is it when like 
my grandma is breeding for a droopy like it never like the the term just felt very disconnected of like it did it does feel very dated of like in older pokemon games yes these pokemon were harder like the concept of a dratini or a larvitar were much harder to find than other pokemon but nowadays they're just powerful but they're not they're also they are still harder to get the first time like you can trade them from someone sure but you can get any pokemon from a trade Mm -hmm. when you come across these pokemon in game in the story they are still later in the game they are still harder pokemon to get to murkrow is also like after you beat eight pokemon in gold and silver and then it's like ah you can finally catch a murkrow in kanto or like a houndour because those games are terrible with like putting all the Johto Pokemon in the Kanto region after you've done with the Johto. So it's like, yeah, yes, I totally get your point where like they're, they are later in the game. I mean, like you could you could also tack on the fact that these Pokemon are much harder to evolve than other Pokemon, mm-hmm. but no one talks about that. But I would say that that's usually a common thing with at least like. Dreepy to Dragapult is a nightmare through your playthrough. Like, if you try to run through that game with either Dreepy or Dragapult or Dracloak, like, they're so garbage compared to um, Dragapult, like, just through a general playthrough, because they don't learn a lot of moves, and they're not nearly as strong, and they, they take way more experience. Same thing with, like, Tyranitar and Pupitar before you get, or Larvitar to Pupitar before you get to Tyranitar. Um... But that doesn't, like, apply to, like, all those Pokemon. Like, Bagon is still pretty, like, good and bulky and, like, can hold its own. And, like, Matang is also, like, pretty decent before it gets to Metagross. So, like, even that case of, like, these Pokemon are kind of bad before they get to, like, their final yeah. stage. Like, that, that's still hit and miss. And then the experience thing, I'd have to look at the experience thing. But I... They they all I think have a pretty heavy. They all have a slow rate currently. Yeah, they but all have except a slow for rate of evolution. Duraludon, you just use an item. Yeah. Yep. But then is there this weird retcon thing? Well, like again, it's just fan made terms, so it doesn't really matter. But like, what if Duraludon gets a pre evolution? Then all of a sudden it fits. <laughs> then will that meet your mate? <laughs> then it would be them going, okay, you've had all these discussions. No matter what you landed on, we're gonna throw it all up in the air again. I just, I, I do think it's, I do think it's cool though, and, and that because of a single Pokemon, because of Archaladon being introduced, we are now talking about the Six Hundred Club. Which has existed for a long time, but it was like that was like because of this Pokemon. Now, now we have seen like the uh, the English speaking side who who's always used pseudo legendaries, and the Japanese side who's always used six hundred club, and now that's like clashing over Archaladon, which I, th- I ju- which I think is just very funny. Yeah, it's it's wild, but again, like. When we are choosing to put labels on things, we need to be clear about why we are choosing to put a label on a thing and what that is actually doing for us. This is the same conversation we end up having around like, is it quote unquote legitimate? And what does legitimate mean? And legitimate means different things to different people. Uh, 
like when we are going to name and label something, we need to be more clear about what that label is serving for us. Why is that label a good label? Why is that label important? And like to that end, I would say the pseudo legendary label is a bad label. Um, it's not clear. Whereas the 600 label, 600 club label is a good label. It is very clear as to what it's talking about and why that is a thing. Uh, fun fact about the pseudo legendaries is a lot of them got mega evolutions except for or Dragonite. <laughs> Except for Dragonite. Uh, Tyranitar, <laughs> Salamence, Metagross, Garchomp all got Mega, which brought their base stat total from 600 to 700. So they Mega Evolution was Gen 6. <laughs> Gotta think about that. So they missed they missed Dragonite, Hydragon, and Gudra. They could have all technically qualified. I always forget Kamoa's thing. There was an official piece of artwork um, from the Pokemon Company. That featured Dragonite, Andratini, Metagross, Beldum, Gumi, Gudra, uh, pretty much all the standard ones that you would say pseudo legendary. Uh, and they called it the Late Bloomer Collection, <laughs> which I think is very fun. Uh, it was, it that's was, a good, that's a good one. The Late Bloomers were official Pokemon merch. So they are, they are acknowledged, like, like the Pokemon company does acknowledge that these are powerful Pokemon that, like, they're they are in the games right yeah i mean i think from like uh as they are designing things like as a design concept that is actually probably something that they do talk about like what is going to be our three stage what is going to be our late dragon. bloomer <laughs> yeah what's going to be our late bloomer and i think <laughs> why are we calling we are it talking... late bloomers that sounds way better than <laughs> yeah, that's way that's much better I, I do think, like, if we want to talk about the design and, like, when you start talking about, like, what's our Route 1 rat? What's our Route 1 bird? What's our Route 2 bug? You know, what's our Pikachu clone? Like, those are those are good categories in the fact that you can point out examples of that design principle. But again, that is based, the one thing we're categorizing there is the design. Like this fits into this design category. So I think pseudo legendary does fit as far as there is one of them in uh, most games, although Hoenn has two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that pattern is the best. Yeah. See, that's interesting, too, because you're like, oh, there's a there's a pseudo legendary one in every game. And it's like, but Hoenn has two of them for Hoenn what, has, whatever yeah, reason. For reasons. Uh, but I do think like. Again. Pseudo legendary late bloomer fits that better. It's a three stage that evolves very late. Late bloomer from a design perspective. But again, pseudo legendary from design also includes the fact that it's a late bloomer and has a higher stat total. Again, does that work for the steel, the staple remover? No, uh, because that's not its design. Right. Like that wasn't a design feature for that. It wasn't designed to be a late bloomer. It's designed to be a trade evolution. So pseudo legendary being kind evolution. of reserved for, I mean, for an item evolution being reserved for a late bloomer makes sense. Therefore, staple remover is not in there. So according to Bubblepedia, Archaladon does not fall under pseudo legendary for America, but 
it does the the Japanese players have warmly accepted it into the 600 club. So if you if you go to the uh, Japanese version of Bulbapedia, which is a wiki a wiki page that I cannot read, <laughs> that our our Chaladon is is part of that. Um. And it is, they're saying it's the only Pokemon with a base stat total that is not a pseudo-legendary, not a legendary, not a mythical, or not a mega evolution that would be part of the 600 Club in Japan. But I think, I think part of the point here is, like, as more Pokemon are introduced, the lines of what... Well, I think, what Gre- I think Greg said it perfectly. The lines of what if people are defining these are get, get looser and looser and start to fall apart, which is, like... Fine. They're just fan-made terms. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think if we are going to use these terms and we want to capture a certain thing, I think if if this is going to become a thing that we're going to argue about, I think we need to be very clear how we are defining them and what that definition provides us. Okay, here's the um, actual definition from Boldpedia. So you have a Pokemon that is a final stage three evolution. You have a Pokemon with a base stat total of 600 before no mega evolution. So I guess when you say three-stage evolution, that knocks out Latios, Latias, Deoxys, Darkrai, because they don't evolve. And then a Pokemon has to level up at a slow rate, requiring a total of 1,250,000 experience points to reach level 100. So that would be the slowest rate. So the, the crazy thing is, like, what if Gen 10 comes out and there's a, a three-stage evolution, based at a total of 600, but it doesn't have a slow rate? Then all of a sudden, that that changes. Yeah, I, I mean, guess I it think, wouldn't qualify. I think if what we are trying to say with pseudo legendary also is expected to be hard to evolve, it 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 evolves at a very late rate and very slowly. If that is a useful category, then I think pseudo legendary remains a useful category. If we are considering both of those things, like it has to have a high stat total and it has to have a slow rate of evolving and it has to evolve so if those are the again if those are the three things that we're using to define pseudo legendary cool i i still question what is that getting us what is that telling us other than a design what about poor haxorus what about poor haxorus three-stage evolution Slow, slow evolve. One point two five mil. Only based that total of five forty. Womp womp. Well, I, I really did wrecked. think as a as a well, I wasn't a kid when Black and White came out. <laughs> I was like nineteen twenty when Black and White came out. I definitely thought Haxorus would have like without even like looking at it. I was just like, oh, like Black and White has two pseudo legendaries. It has Haxorus yeah. and has Hydreigon. It seemed obvious. Yeah, but, but yeah, no. Haxorus only has five forty base stat total, um, but it fits the other ones. It's it's it's. it's I don't know. I thought it was a fun topic for for today's episode. Okay, so now with the six hundred club being talked about, what is our favorite six hundred club Pokemon? I know Greg's. What do you think mine is? Just take a guess. Okay, well, <laughs> Greg's is Baxcalibur. One thousand percent. Before Baxcalibur, though, what, what did you have a preference? Yeah, do you know what it is? You don't seem like a Metagross kind of guy. You don't seem like a Salamance kind of guy either. Even though you're a big Gen three fan. Incorrect. You're a Salamance guy. Yeah, you love, you love 100%. the Mets. 
Yeah. So if if I'm to order them, Max Caliber, Salamence, Como. Those are my top. Ooh, Como is good. Three. Got it. Yep. Um, and then I would go Garchomp, Metagross, Hydreigon, Dragapult, Tyranitar, Dragonite, Gudra. I don't like Gudra at all. Because he's slimy? I'm not a Gudra fan. It's too <laughs> Interesting. slimy. Interesting. It's just like it falls into the same. The slime falls into the same problem that Cub Chew's snot bubble has. I have to look at it. I never want to see it animated. It's just gross. And every time I look at it, that's what I focus on. And then Bear Tick has frozen snot beard. And as a kid growing up skiing with my dad, who would go into the lodge and there his mustache would be frozen with snot that is just a visual that is traumatizing and i don't like it uh, hannah can you order them for us <laughs> oh gosh putting them actually in an order i will say that ever since i started streaming and made an emote of jengmo komo has very quickly become there's my camera there's my camera i have a pin it's beautiful yeah <laughs> um, so good very quickly just rocketed to the top of my favorite. I did five hours looking into its design the other day uh, so that I understood as much as possible about that Pokemon. Did you know Jang Mao was the very first Pokemon designed for Alola? Fun fact. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> but putting them in order, I don't think I can do as quickly as Greg did. Can you do a top three? <laughs> Um, I am indecisive. Top three, maybe uh, Komo'o, Salamence, and maybe Dragapult, mm. I think. I like the cool ones. They're all cool, but have we talked about especially cool. On the show, how Arctabax is like the most Pokemon Pokemon ever. Does that make sense? <laughs> no. I but think so. <laughs> What what do you mean by that? <laughs> like, it reminds what? me of the silhouette of just a basic Pokemon from Gen 1. All of the, the little icons. <laughs> like, like I feel you know how like Pokemon feel like a certain generation? Like like Dragapult definitely feels like a Gen 8 Pokemon. And like Gudra definitely feels like a Gen 6 Pokemon. When I look at Arctabax. I feel like it it feels like a Gen 1 Pokemon, but also like a Gen 2. Like, it feels like it fits into almost mm. every generation just fine. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that, like, I don't think Frigibacks or Baxcalibur have that effect. No. But, like... Just Arctabax. Arctabax just feels like you could plop it in any generation and you... Like, a lot of people think Skarmory's Gen 3. And I, like, totally understand why people think that. Yeah. I, I totally get it, but like Skarmory is a Gen 2 Pokemon. Um, and I think people think that of Slugma and Megcargo. I think they think that those are Gen 3 Pokemon. And again, I totally see why people think that. It's just Arctabax just feels like you could plop it anywhere and be like, yeah, that makes sense. It fits there. It, I don't know. I, like, I really like Arctabax. The whole line's great. Uh, I think my number one would easily be Dragapult. Uh, and then my number two would be Hydreigon, uh, or Hydreigon. Uh, gosh, number three, I think I would do Gudra. I do like Gudra. 
It's very obvious on the show that Greg and I have very opposite tastes. (laughs) (laughs) I have good taste and you don't. (laughs) Salamence is like one of those Pokemon where I liked it way more until I started using it competitively. And uh, Salamence is just really hard to use competitively. It's it's just very, it's very... Only top trainers know how to use it properly. That's true. That's true. It's hard. It, it, that that's like a harder thing to explain. Of like, these Pokemon are easier to use versus these Pokemon are harder to use because it, it's it's not it's not only just move sets. It's 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 like the utility of it. Like I really do think like Incineroar is like an easier Pokemon to use because it does things where if you mess up, it's like still is doing something that's like useful on top of like being dark and fire. Just is really really good typing wise. Um, where Salamence is like. A little bit harder to navigate, um, even though they both have Intimidate. Uh, I like Dragon Ball a whole lot. So oh. here's a question for you all. When do you think these... We have most of the quote-unquote pseudo-legendaries in Unite right now. Dragonite's in, Tyranitar's in, Salamence is in, Metagross is now in, Garchomp, Garchomp is in, Garchomp's Gudra bad, is right? in. No, Garchomp got a buff. Uh, although Metacross came in bad and then got a super buff and now everybody's mad about it because it's, oh, no. it's it's wrecking house for no good reason. So the there are only three on this pseudo legendary list left: Como O, Baxcalibur, and Hydreigon. Of those, which do you think will be the first to go into Unite? Baxcalibur. Probably Baxcalibur. Would be my guess. I feel like if 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 Gen 5 is the next remake, which would make sense because they already did one, two, three, four. <laughs> like, like that's not yeah. like me. Like that's like me not like trying to like speculate. It's like they're just going in order. <laughs> yeah, they're going in order. I feel like they would they would definitely hold that until closer to that, since they do like to every now and then line stuff up. Um, yeah. So I feel like Baxcalibur, not a lot, but every once in a while. Yeah, not all the time, but if they can, they do. Um, he, but here's a question for you, Greg. Do they let Duraludon evolve and unite eventually? This is the this is a problem because some of them do mega evolve, but Lucario doesn't. Right? Like we have mega evolution in there now. But they haven't gone back and changed the ones that can mega evolve to be able to mega Wait, who evolve. Who mega evolves? Me too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Charizard does it. So do they release and ultimately change that entire line uh, and try to rebalance it to allow that to get a mega evolution switch over or a, a evolution and then go back and redo everybody? Or do they introduce that line again like they did with Eevee to say that its end form is different because they've done it all at this point um i think in all honesty that they would probably have two duraludons one that does evolve and one that doesn't that have two different roles like okay so there's two mewtwo's right now yeah but there's only one scissor well, sorry, one yep. Scyther, and there's only one yep. Cubfu, but they can yep. split. They can so split. So do you think they would split it where you could evolve it into Arch? I think they would have to then, they would still have to redesign from the ground up because they would have to decide what moves allow it to 
evolve because that's the thing with uh scyther and that's the thing with kubfu the moves you pick determine whether it evolves or not because scyther can oh, just I stay see what scyther. You're i see what you're saying so again they would have to redesign duraludon so that two of its move would force its evolution and two of it don't and at that point i think they would just make a new one unless and give it a different role you tell me duraludon's in a bad spot right now where they use that as a reason to just <laughs> fix it <laughs> Duraldon is always in a bad spot. There you go. <laughs> it has always been in a tough spot. So, I mean, they could decide how, that's how they're fixing it is to pull it and put it back in. But I think, again, there's people who are very used to that, that play style and remaining that way that would be very frustrated with it suddenly becoming something different. So I, have a, I, I lean much more as they would introduce something new so that people who are used to playing that old style would still have that one. And people playing the new one would have a new play style to get used to and it would evolve. I think generally how they're running Unite, again, this was lo- this is also before Magikarp comes in and they have thrown off all design principles when they made Magikarp. So all bets are off. I don't know what they're <laughs> thinking anymore because Magikarp is so weird that... They at this point can do anything, and it's very exciting. But Magikarp is—I—I I, I don't know what to think. <laughs> it's weird. I'm asking the wrong group of people, but I'm assuming League of Legends have really weird legends that do things that aren't the norm. There's like 900 of them. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Greg, but there's over a thousand Pokemon now. <laughs> I know. They got. They got. They got plenty of road to pave. <laughs> I mean, I met. I don't honestly. I don't know about League of Legends, so I don't know that they have the same sort of weird evolution path. I don't know if champions have like they change into something different. I know they have a leveling path. Yeah, and they but have, I don't like, know if you're like they become something different, which is unique to unite. I think that's one of the things that does change it out. Um, I think it's also one of the things that makes it harder to balance. But I, I don't know. Um, they're all quiet about what's coming next anyways uh, new after map? Magikarp we've like, been saying new map for like they, yeah there's, they've been super quiet everybody says there's a new map we have missed the I new map like, I, you know when people are like ah oh, they're gonna come out with like gen 5 or Johto yeah. Yeah, if you keep saying it it'll eventually be true it'll eventually if I be keep true. saying new map I can be I like new map expect- they did it I do expect since they haven't announced the actual release for Magikarp. I think Magikarp is released on Pokemon Day. Okay. And I think it will be free. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um because it's it's wild and But Pokemon Day is oh like my... a month away. Don't they usually It's do a two... month away. They should be one Pokemon in between, right? They got severely burned on the Mewtwo thing. Like really severely burned. And now they've switched design philosophies to say release it weak and fix it after because both Meowskarada and Metagross were terrible at release and now are tuned overpowered. So that just feels like they're going to have to adjust them at least twice with every new Pokemon now. They they are. are. I don't like I Um, actually but. Disagree. The like, biggest I feel change like you should release f- it powerful so you feel like your money is well spent. They 
and then nerf it and then be upset. <laughs> the, 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 the problem that we're facing is we are in a post Mewtwo world. And the world I want to live in, Greg, post yeah. Mewtwo. <laughs> so everybody expects everything to come in at Mewtwo power level, which was flat out broken. So when they don't, they feel really bad. Like it feels bad to play them at first. And then they suddenly they'll crank them up so they feel really good. So I don't I don't know what the right path is. Like we they can't undo the damage they did with Mewtwo. Like it, it they did severe damage to everybody's trusts with that one. Um and the new season will start with them not allowing EX in master rank anymore. Like that is on the horizon. So I don't think they want to release something in between there because so many foundational things that are changing how Unite will work with the new season are happening a month before Pokemon Day. So I I, I do think they are a little afraid. <laughs> I think they've stepped back a bit to be like, whoa, that went bad. Um, again, the the meta has changed so that everybody feels like you have to have a Metagross on your table because they cranked it up real high, um, which they honestly they okay, had here, to. And it's Unite move. Here, here's terrible. the real Unite news. They, I, I thought this was a joke at first, but, <laughs> but they, probably not. But they have now. Anytime a new Pokemon has been introduced, it is always destroying a Cramorant. Every single trailer, they're like, <laughs> Metagross, watch it kill this Cramorant. Mascarada? Yep. Like, they, they like kind of did it at the beginning where it was like, sometimes it was Cramorant, sometimes it was like whatever. But now it is always Cramorant. <laughs> well, I that's love because it, Cramorant was a problem for so long and so many people hated that Pokemon that they're like, watch it kill it. Pay attention. Watch it put that thing in the dust. When they introduce Magikarp and Gyarados, if it's destroying a Cramorant, it just further proves my... Like, I'd have to go back, but I'm almost positive it's always Cramorant <laughs> they're destroying. Which is pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm all for more Cramorant screen time, really. My poor bird. I, they need to figure out what they're doing with that one. I heard it he's was good so right good, now. I heard it got so bad. I heard he's good right now, though. It is it is back to being good again. Okay, cool. They buffed it again. So Bat Cramorant's back to being good. You're not like, oh, why is that on my team? Are are why? people still pairing it with uh, Lapras? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although Lapras has fallen some uh it got a big nerf. Um, so people aren't using it as much anymore. Um All right. Well the last patch was rough on a on on a bunch of staples, so well, if uh, if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to comment your favorite 600 club Pokemon uh, or pseudo legendary, whatever you want to call it. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, say why you like it. You could be like, oh, I love Tyranitar because my first game was Johto. I don't know. But that's probably why you love Tyranitar, honestly. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to go on a whim and say that your first game was probably Johto. That's why you like Tyranitar. <laughs> I will say this, though, to be fair, when they showed Metagross's Unite move, it destroyed Cramorant, Greninja, and Lucario. So Cramorant wasn't alone. Okay. All right. He was there in though. that one. He was, <laughs> he was there. They did use Cramorant, though, for its other moves, where it's just sitting in a circle beating on that bird. <laughs> yeah. I'm very into that, actually. <laughs> Hey, thanks for 600 episodes. Uh, a pretty big milestone, honestly. It feels like 500 ep episodes was just last year, but that's not how time works. That's not time. 
Uh, but there are new things on the horizon. Uh, there is a new theme song in the works. There's a new logo. It's it's pretty much the same logo. You'd have to like really stare by it, stare at it side by side to do that. Way to lower expectations. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want people to panic. Like, oh no, the logo's going. Not the logo. Um, <laughs> That was my only thing I liked about this show. The logo. The logo, yeah. I've only made it an hour and a half in for the logo and only the logo. <laughs> logo reveal. We, we now have a complete free feature on Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash PKMNCST, you can actually sign up for free um, and you can get updates and stuff there. So I don't know how I'm going to fully use that because I don't want to spam updates, but... Uh, we're almost to a thousand members on Patreon, so because it does count free members as members, so um, totally free if you want to do that. Uh, and yeah, there's some more stuff coming this year. Obviously, Pokemon Day is in a month. Obviously, we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, we'll have Al back on next week for the the Moshi Moshi. No spoilers, but uh, if you want to listen next week, make sure you complete that. I'm assuming if you don't complete it this week. You probably don't care. <laughs> it only like takes an hour, so maybe you should do it. <laughs> it's pretty short and sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I think we'll have Bobby on near the end of the month, early February, because we're getting a big TCG set. And no shade to Hannah and Greg, but I already talk a lot on this podcast. And when it's a TCG heavy thing, I'm 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 really talking more than I want. <laughs> so we'll probably you're on your own bud so bobby's very into the tcg spends way more money on me so i think that's kind of one of the i feel like when i say like we'll we'll move in and out cast it's not because i don't like greg or hannah or bob it's it's i'm moving in people to talk because i don't want to i'm the year of 2024 is me talking less so if there's people changing on episodes it's I don't want to be the only one to carry a TCG segment. How about this? You take next week off, and uh-huh. the three of us will talk about the epilogue. And Ooh. you don't have to be here at all. You don't have to talk at all. That's the, that's true. But then i got to edit it. And then I'm going to be so, yelling at my computer and being like, Ah, I need things to say. <laughs> <laughs> that that. So the rest of us. So the rest of us. Take the week off, Steve. We got it. All right. I'm- <laughs> The the All amount of nervousness I have of like abandoning my show for a week is very stressful. I think Go I'll have done vacation. It I have done it before, and I I definitely felt very um very stressed when I did that. You need you talk to your therapist about trusting others. <laughs> All right, I'll put out also, the to-do list. All I want to talk about is the banger song. Like, if the only thing that we get out of this DLC is that song, worth the thirty bucks I paid. <laughs> all right fair <laughs> all right we'll be back next week maybe i won't be here next week maybe it'll be greg hannah and bobby we'll see uh we'll be back <laughs> al not bobby i don't talk oh, yeah. to bobby bobby doesn't know what he's talking bobby about he doesn't even play the video game he just spends money on things all right we'll correct be <laughs> we'll be back next week thanks for listening thanks for 600 episodes it means the world to me thank you hannah thank you greg this has been another episode of the pokemon podcast and we are super effective so we're part of the 600 Club, but are we pseudo-legendaries now? 1,000%. Do you know how long it took for me to level up to this? 53 years! Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers, starting with Stephen, Kay, Tone, Stuart, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Josh, Jessica, Fumes, Courtney, Brian, Brady, and a huge shout out to our executive producer of Spencer. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you would like your name read at the end of the episode or you just want to support or you just want to support our podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to support the show and to join our Patreon. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you all next week.